Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Kufzayin in Maseches Psachim. Beautiful sugyas of Arve Psachim. I think I'll start, because it's very relevant to what we're talking about, to what Rabbi Pinchas Gross Shlita discussed in his Iyun Shir yesterday. He gives a Daf Iyun Shir, and he was talking about the significance of Havdalah. Okay? And he said, because, and we're going to talk a little bit philosophy today, Arve Psachim, we have a little bit more time to cover. And so, what is the significance of Havdalah? We know that Kiddush, we described it, and we're going to be leading heavily on this analogy. It's really kind of like my own Balabatish concoction, uh, but the analogy, I think, is very helpful in a lot of the things that we're going to be learning. That if you say that Shabbos is our special guest, and we'll call it our guest uh, scholar-in-residence, right? So you don't just let the scholar-in-residence get up unannounced, right, without an introduction. Okay, so when you have such a guest, then you let them get up and you first, before you do that, you first introduce them. This is what, right, the Rashbam had said, that you make it special, you make it yakar. You make, you acknowledge the, how precious Shabbos is uh, to you. And one of the ways you acknowledge the importance and preciousness of something is by introducing it. Now, of course, it says, Zohar Shem Shabbos Lakacho, right? The Torah tells you to make Kiddush. But the reason I give uh, some sort of uh, rationale that we can relate to is because some of the halachos, right, is, are going to reflect that. Okay, so that is one of the only ways that I can understand. I'll get to what Rabbi Gross said uh, momentarily. But that is one of the ways that we can understand the following halacha on the very top of Kuf Zayin the first word. We had discussed the following idea. If you, there was a machlokis, but the, the bottom line about a uh, question that was in dispute was, let's say we know that you're not supposed to eat before Kiddush, right? You're first supposed to make Kiddush and then have the meal. So what happens if you tasted something be, and you ate before you made Kiddush? So the halacha amazingly is that, uh, well, the, the dispute is that there are sheet that say that if you tasted before Kiddush, you can't make Kiddush anymore that night. Maybe you can make Kiddush the next day, but that night you've lost the opportunity. So that's astounding. You're not going to make Kiddush before you ate? Like eating beforehand is me'akev? So that's sort of how I conceptualize it. It's as if like the guest speaker got up to speak and you didn't introduce him. Are you going to interrupt him now to introduce him? You see what I mean? It wouldn't make any, uh, it wouldn't make any difference. Okay, it wouldn't make any sense. Okay, it wouldn't make it better, put it that way. Okay. Be that as may, that's not the halacha. So what is the halacha regarding that dispute? They had the dispute by Kiddush and they had that same dispute by Havdalah. I think that Rabbi Gross said by Havdalah was that without Havdalah, we remember. You might remember we had the uh, issue a few days ago of mitzvahs chavilos chavilos. He says that kiddush avdala isn't to use it on the same coast to say kiddush avdala with one coast yain is not a problem of chavilos chavilos because it's kedusha. It's it's one Indian, right? Um, it's just one idea, like like a kedusha chadohi. And so, how is avdala and kiddush related? Well, they bookend the kedusha of the day of let's say Shabbos, right? They bookend Shabbos, but Rabbi Gross said it's more than that. He said if you made kiddush and then Shabbos started then normally Shabbos is like a Yom Shekula Shabbos. When you have Shabbos, right, it's supposed to reflect Olam Haba, right? You have, just like they have the sixth millennia, and then you have the millennia that leads into the Yom Shekula Shabbos, or Yom Haba. So the fact that Shabbos would go away, the fact that you would go to work or have a Sunday the next day, or as it were in Israel, you go to work the next day, would make the whole Kiddush a joke. Because what happened? You brought in Shabbos and then just faded away? Like, was the whole thing just a joke? So Rabbi Gro said, no, you make Havdalah at the end of, of Shabbos to show. We're going to come back to this. You know, we will, we will come back next week. You know, but in the meantime, we are doing this to show, to bookend that it was Kaddish. It, what we experienced was extremely special and holy. And we're bookending it. We're saving it for next week. So the fact that we go through it week after week should be uh, a way of inspiring us. May we continue to, to rise higher and higher from week to week. Okay. So now, Amarava, Hilchasa, first word on Kavzayin Ramelf. Hilchasa, Tam, Mekadish, Vitam, Abdus. So the fact of the matter is that the halacha is that if you did in fact eat before Kiddush, you still make Kiddush, and similarly with Havdalah, you're not supposed to eat before Havdalah, but if you did, you still make Havdalah. Mishal, Kiddush, Be'er, Shabbos, Mekadish, Be'er, Shabbos, Yom Kulo, Ad, Motzei, Shabbos. An amazing idea that if you never made kiddush, that's an un- another interesting idea. It could be, let's say, your I don't know, wife is in labor, right, and you're at her side, and you just don't have the opportunity. It's hectic, and finally she has the baby around Shalashudis time. 
So, do you make Kiddush then and then eat Chal Shudas? So the answer is yes. But of course, if she has the baby as, as our first baby. So our first baby, I had the opportunity to make Kiddush. But by Havdalah, I was ice mensch. Like, I wasn't able to, uh, to, to focus. That's when things got really hectic. Finally, she had the baby Sunday morning. Um, and so, this is 26 years ago, but, but uh, I, I'll still remember watching the sun go up and down like a yo-yo from Thursday night all the way to Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning, after she had the baby, I made Havdalah. As the Gemara says, here, when it says Pal Shabbos Kula, it really means the whole week. Okay. But then, uh, there are those who say, right, I think it's Tosfos here, says only to Wednesday. Uh, the Gemara is going to say to Wednesday? Oh, the Gemara, oh, that's right, that's right. The Gemara had said it. Right. Another, okay. So, right, because it's not relevant already, because we say that the first half of the week is Shaykh to the Shabbos before. Okay. Okay, another version. Amemar Pasuk Allah the Rav Haidlishna. Amemar said the Rav's halachic ruling like this. Amar Rav Hilchas Atam Mekadish Tam Avdil, as we said, if he tasted it, it's not Mekadish, he still made Kiddush and Avdallah. And Mishal Kiddush for every Shabbos, Mekadish for Holoch Kolyom Kulo. And again, you can make Kiddush, let's say, on Fashal Shudas. Mishal Hivdim Asham Avdil, the Holoch Kol Hayom Kulo. Instead of saying Kol Hashabbas Kulo all week, he says you make it all day. Uh, and again, that's not, so, so according to the Shita, uh, the Gemara that says it's a Wednesday, it's not exactly, uh, Meduyak that it's only Sunday. You might be able to make Mavdala on Monday as well. In my particular incident, I did it, um, Sunday, like afternoon. Okay. Let's tell the story time. He said, So somebody said to Ravashi, Marinuka, and Markashisha, they both said, Amema, right? This very Amema, who quoted the halacha of Rava, came to visit. Aha. And we didn't have wine. Chamra means wine. So we didn't have wine for Havdalah. So So we gave him beer. This is a date beer, okay? And he didn't make Abdullah for it. Like we saw, he was our guest. We didn't have any wine. We gave him beer. And, he did, and, and so we, he said, eh, no, thank you. Uvas Tavas. Vas Tavas is a quote from Navi, okay, from Daniel. That means he went to sleep fasting. He went to bed without drinking and anything or eating. So then that was bad. We felt like terrible hosts. The next day we went to kosher bite. I'm not going to get involved with kosher bite versus accents versus the guy who's trying to open up and rice us down. But be that as it may, we went to the local uh, alcohol place and we got him some wine and he made Abdullah right away and, uh, on Sunday morning and he immediately started to eat. So we saw that this guy was makbid. We saw that um, we saw that uh, uh, Neymar was makbid on yain. This is a very interesting idea. Yain is where something that we need to have for Kiddush. But this, this concept that, that you can possibly have beer for Havdalah, you might recall that we do that in the nine days. Some people are knowing to do that in the nine days when we're mocking not to drink wine. So when Moshe Shabbos falls out in the nine days, some people have beer. Okay. So what happened the next year? He came back, right? You have to he come back every year. So Shana to equal Lazarin, the following year, same time of year, he, came, he comes to visit. Sure, sure enough, we had no wine again. Why were they not better prepared? I don't know. But it, it didn't matter why. Because Aitina Shechra, again, we brought him the beer. And this time, interestingly, Amar, Amemar at this point said, Ihachi Chamar Medino. Look at this concept of Chamar Medina. Now remember, Chamar means wine. Chamar Medina means wine of this area. So he says, this is the wine of the area. So Avdil Vitaimidi. So the second year, given the same, right, beer beverage, Amemar did make Havdalah with this beverage. So what's going on? What do we learn from this? Says the Gemara, Shmami not plus. You can learn three things from this. Shmami no ham Avdil betfilat sarchi Avdil So the first thing you learn is that you make Havdalah with a kos. Right? After all, we said Atachon Mantanu. Right? We already said that in Shmanesher of Mariv, but we still need to make Havdalah with a kos. Okay, so that, that we're familiar with that halacha. Now, right? And also the related uh, halacha that we just learned that earlier, that you should not right, eat beforehand, which is why I went to sleep starving the, the previous year. And then finally, and, and the third thing is, you, can, you learn that you can make Havdalah the next day. Why? Because after all, Amemar made Havdalah the next day. Now, Tosfos already points out that it was Shmami over here, that really you don't learn 
necessarily that you can make a call of Shabbos Kulo because he made it on Sunday. He said, okay. Uh, it, that's the halacha anyway, and so, you know, it's not exact. Not to mention, it doesn't even mention Chamer Medina. Right? These are the three things that we learned, but what we, one of the things that's not mentioned is that we can actually use Chamer Medina instead of Yain. We're going to get to it. Okay. So, Chamer Medina instead of Yain for Havdalah. Okay. So that is, in fact, the topic that the Gemara now is going to dig into in earnest. Ba'amine Ravuna Ravchista. Some Gersos I saw say that it was really Ravchista asked Ravuna, because Ravuna was the, was the main character here. But be that as it may, the question was, Can you, in fact, make Kiddush over beer? It looks like for sure you could make Havdalah over beer, but wait a minute. Can you make Havdalah over beer? So let's, let's just um, focus a little bit on the story we just heard. The first year, I mean, I was so motivated, he went to sleep starving. And he didn't want to make it. And then the second year, he said, cave on the, since it's Chamer Medina, then I can make it. So what happened between the first and the second year? So again, the Mepharshim explained that, Chamer, what's Chamer Medina? Chamer Medina, so, so how makbid are you on Yain? So this is already the concept of Chamer Medina, you will see, and I actually did a pretty deep dive into this Chamer Medina, and I asked some of the people that, that know the most, and it's, you're not going to necessarily find the answer. It's not a question answer. And it's all over the map. For example, the Rambam will say, that Chamer Medina is just a chash of drink. Okay. Now, why are we allowed to drink yain? So yain is all over the psukim, right? So yain we know has a special status. And we know for Hilchus Brachas, because we were Zuckerberg and Brachas together, that yain has a special status that no other things have. Just like Lechem has a special status that, with regards to solid foods that no other things have. And we also know that Lechem, this is, this is Simon Wolf talking, that you're allowed to make Kiddush Friday night on Lechem if you don't have yain. That becomes significant. Because Friday night, Right, is the Iker Kiddush, and therefore you can make Kiddush on Lechem. And that means that the Kiddush of Friday night is somehow associated with the Suda, and for that reason he thinks that you, you, you cannot use Chamer Medina. In other words, why can you not use Chamer Medina for Kiddush? So I heard a few reasons. Number one, Friday night. Maybe, again, Friday night Kiddush you can't use Chamer Medina, but Havdalah you can, obviously, right? Because Amemar used it. And then it's a question for Shabbos Day whether you could use Chamer Medina, okay? But most people say that you can. Friday night is Doraisa. Whether the aspect of the closest daraisa is also a question. But the point is that Friday night, it's, it's yain or bust. Nobody uses Chamer Medina for Friday night. Even Hasidim who would like to use Shnaps, Shabbos Day, are not going to use Shnaps for Friday night. Friday night is, is yain. Havdalah, or Shabbos Day, you can use Chamer Medina. So yain is something you're going to be mocked on because it's more tied to the Suda. Okay? Or because it's more Chashim and you need the most Chashim, like, uh, 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 ideal thing. As opposed to the, uh, Shabbos, the Kiddush, right, of Shabbos day, or for Havdalah, so since it's, you can't use, so this is what Simon Wolfgang says, since you can't use Lechem, you see it's not as tied to the Suda, and therefore it just has to be a Chash of drink. So that's what the Rambam says. The Rambam says whatever is the Chash of drink in your area, that's what you can use as Chamar Medina. Amemar, when he noticed that this is basically what they have, so he said this is what they consider Yain. Now, this is what they consider Yain, and therefore you could use it for Havdalah. But, but I find it hard to believe that they use that for Kiddush Friday night. Right, just because that's what they considered yain doesn't mean that they actually used it as yain. So you have to really see in, in, in each individual case, right, how Chamer Medina works. Um, incidentally, the Mishnah Brura, no less, really talks about the schnapps for, for Kiddush on Shabbos Day. And the Mishnah Brura, not everybody holds of it, but most Shittas hold this. I think he said that there's a Taz, who you could be Somechan, but the Mishnah Brura says if you use schnapps, you still are not relieved from the responsibility of having Malol Lugmav, as we discussed, uh, right? Malol Lugmav or Rovervius, which means that Okay, enjoy your schnapps and herring, but you have to drink the schnapps as if it was grape juice, right? Yeah, as if it was yain. You have to drink, or nobody has, right, shot glasses, that's all. You have to drink it out of a kiddush cup. That's, that's a whole thing in its own right. So anyways, but, uh, so if you're having schnapps with herring for Shabbos Day, you're so much on a lot of 
tzadim. It's not like a kula per se, but you're like there's a couple of sides to, to each issue. Is schnapps in fact chamer medina? Right? What is the definition of chamer medina? Is it the yain of its place, or is it just a chash of drink, like the Rambam says? So okay, so you go, you're going with the Rambam that it just has to be a chash of drink. So then certainly schnapps is a chash of drink. You can even throw in a virtual shechter. Is it a drink, or is it even considered food? He may not even consider schnapps a drink. That's a different story. But so so let's say you hold it to drink, and you hold it to chash of drink, and you hold it to chamer medina, and then you have to like circumvent the Mishnah Bro who says that you have, and go with the Taz who says that that a um, it says that a shot glass would be enough because that's the usual way that the right Khamer Medina is consumed. If you can navigate all of those shitas, then Lachaim. Okay, so now, okay, so the question is now, can you make the actual kiddush with beer? So the reply was, Amar Hashta Uma Pirzuma Asne Rav. So he said, so oh, so the answer that Rav Huna we think gave that's the that's the uh, that's the uh, assumed shita said like this. I was in yeshiva. Right, and I asked Rav this question, and I said, "Can you make kiddush on fancy craft beers made out of pirzuma, barley, or teine, as we know, figs, or asne berries?" Right? Can you make it on these fancy beers? That's what the Rashbam explains. Rashbam says, Right, the the average beer in those days was made out of dates. Uh, most people don't drink date beer today. We haven't made out of barley, but um, or some sort of wheat. But the idea here is that those days. They usually drank it out of date. So this had the fancier beers. And I asked Rav, well, this is a much fancier beer. So this is somewhere between beer and yain in terms of chashivas. Can I use it for kiddush? So he says, Rav, Okay, so I asked Rav. Rav was like, that's a good question. He asked Rebichia. Rebichia, I'm a Rebbe, right? And Rebichia asked Rebbe. And then he went all the way to the top, below Pashat Lai. And Rebbe didn't know the answer. So Sheikh Rami Bayis, so he says, if these, question, if these high-end craft beers are shaila, so shikra, so this regular date beer, Budweiser, is that going to possibly be a shayla? Of course, which is, implies, of course you can't use it for Kiddush, right? As the Gemara continues to say, Right, the, this, the yeshiva guys who asked uh, this question, uh, presume from this that really you can't use the beer. Because he said, the craft beer you can't, so obviously you're going to ask me about the Budweiser. Uh-huh. But as we've been discussing, but still you could use it for Havdalah. Uh-huh. So then, Amar Lahu Rav Chisar, Rav Chisar clarified what was going on. He said, Hachi Amar Rav, this is what Rav said, Kashem Shein Kachin Alav, Kachin Mavdin Alav. Don't misunderstand. He doesn't only mean that you can't make Kiddush, he also means that you can't make Avdala with Budweiser. Well, when Itmar Nami always said, Amar Rav, Tachlifa Baravimi, Amar Shmuel, Kashem Shein Kachin Alav, Kachin Mavdin Alav. So we have sources to say that you cannot make Havdala on regular Budweiser. Okay, but presumably the craft beers you could, that's, that's, um, so, so it's a question. It was that Khamer Medina over there? So presumably it was not, right? Because it's a, it's a question of whether you can use Khamer Medina or not. It's not, it's not necessarily ideal. And that's why, uh, incidentally, we have various shitas when it comes to the nine days when we're makbid on, uh, uh, right, when we're makbid to not drink wine. So some people drink beer. Some people say, well, maybe you can be yoytze with beer. And this is the source material, right? The locus classicus, as Rabbi Rosenberg says, the, of, of whether you can, in fact, use beer. What are the other options? You can maybe drink yain and give it to a katan, etc. But then you, uh, uh, we said, hamakash sarach sheyavarich. Uh, you have to you have to taste it. So have, or some people may just drink the wine altogether. So this is where it comes from the idea of Khamar Medina for Havdalah. But we I think most most assume that you can have Khamar uh, Medina if necessary. That's the other real real halachic issue, which is to say, is this halach, if this the idea of Khamar Medina is even in the presence of yain. That really is where you see it in the post game. And this Simon Wolf points out goes all the way through the Rishonim, all the way through the poskim. Is this only when you don't have any other option? That's really another Shaila in its own right, which is another thing you have to be Samech when you're having Schnapps for Kiddush on Shabbos Day, because some hold that Chamer Medina is only something which is allowed when you don't have any Yain, because in these cases in the Gemara, it seemed like it was a case where they didn't have Yain. And I think it was Barry who pointed out to me, yes, last week, that you were talking about a different culture. You're talking about cultures where, when you say Chamer Medina, where did this idea even come from? So Barry gave historical context. He said, you're talking about like entire provinces that didn't have wine access. 
So Chamer Medina literally meant this is what they used for wine. They didn't have what we call wine. They didn't have grape wine. They had whatever they drank that they figured out how to make alcohol out of dates or berries or whatever. But so then it's really Chamer Medina. Like what options do you have? So maybe they have to go search like, like Hanukkah, you know, for, for yain, for Kiddush Friday night. But it's, it's not something that they have in great in, in, uh, plentiful enough to start using it every time they want for Shabbos Day and Motor Shabbos either. So that's real Chamer Medina. So Barry's explaining a historical hardline version of what Chamer Medina means. Now, Chamer Medina, according to Barry, uh, his, his historical um, observation, it would mean that you have to go and, right, that you have no choice. That the only reason why you'd be allowed to use Chamer Medina because this is literally the yain of the place uh, due to the lack of actual yain. Okay, more stories regarding this issue. It's a fascinating issue. Levi Shadr Leila Rabbi Shichra Barclaysar Migane. Uh, I'm sorry, Larebi. His name wasn't Rebbe Beer. It wasn't Rebbe Beer. It was Shachle Larebi. He sent to Rebbe Shichra Bar Kleiser Magne. Shichra Bar Kleiser Magne is a very uh, refined date beer. So just like we said, um, that uh, that date beer in general was considered like Budweiser, but this was not that. This was like a very special date beer that was trip, uh, triple filtered four times, right? It was 13 different filterings and crushings. It's very, very intense, very flavorful. Okay. So time have a basim tuva. So Rebbe tasted it and he loved it. He thought it was a great flavor. So Amar Question is, was he saying it literally or was he just being mishabach this this drink? He 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 writes. So Rebbe takes a uh, takes a taste of this drink and he says you can be mekadesh on this and all the shiras with So It sounds like if you want to take it literally, it sounds like again that the yain isn't necessarily like the psukim insists on yain, but maybe if the date beer was so exceptional that it tasted amazing and had all certain properties, you could literally make any kiddush on it. Or you could say no, he wasn't saying literally, but he just says you could in in. Uh, you could, in theory, make some, you could use it as Chamer Medina, at least, despite the fact that it's a date beer. Be that as it may, but Lele Tzairi, that night he had a really tough time uh, with diarrhea and, this, uh, and the like, because after all, uh, 13 times over, pressed date beer can, can do a number on you. Amran Miyasra and Mufayis, and he said, can the same thing that tastes so good make you feel so bad? Uh, and uh, to which I was learning this with Yitz, um, with Yitz Topper, and he said, isn't that always how it is? Anyways. Uh, but be that as it may, right? He, he had real sorrow from it, and he realized, well, this tastes amazing, but it has a, a it has a revengeful, eventual effect afterwards. Okay, but now let's talk about uh, how date beer is not the best. I'm Yosef. Other I'm going to make. I'm willing to make a public nether. I'm never going to drink that junk. Okay, I'd rather drink like donkey urine than drink uh, to drink that that stuff. It, technically, he's talking about the the like um, wastewater that you have after you soak flax. Okay, I would rather drink that. Nobody would obviously drink that. He's making a statement. This is disgusting. I'll never drink date beer. The Amarava, shak yusei May the date beer be the everyday drink of a person who recites kiddush over date beer. It's like a curse. That's what I was saying. He's saying if you have that, if you develop the idea of making kiddush over date beer, which is cheap stuff, right? Because you don't have yain, may you lose all your money and be in a financial situation where that's all you can afford. Wow. So these guys really don't like date beer. And again, maybe if it's really Budweiser, then it's like disrespectful, right? It's this cheaper beer. Okay, so Rav Ashkechei Rav Huna, the Kaddish Hashich, Rav Huna found Rav making Kiddush of a date beer after all this. So Amalei, so Rav Huna said, Shari Abel, Mikne Istri Meshichra. It appears that you have stock in date beer. You must have bought Budweiser stock, right? That's what he, literally what he's saying. It sounds like you're earning money based on this, because otherwise I can't imagine why you would be drinking that junk for Kiddush. Okay, you know, but be that as it may, right? You have to explain why was Rav Huna making Kiddush? Uh, was this Shabbos day? This Friday night. So, like I said, you really have to, you really have to uh, sort through what all the Rishonim, all the way down to the Halacha, are going to say about this. But the mainstream is for sure Friday night. You have to make yain and then Shabbos day. Tomorrow we'll talk about Dalakosos. That for sure you have wine. By the way, how does a Nazir drink Dalakosos? <laughs> how does a Nazir make Kiddush Friday night? Uh, do you ever think about that? You're making a Nazir. Some Nazir is at least thirty days. How's he making Kiddush Friday night? So most say he would have to make it on Lechem. Yeah. 
The Gemara says that. You have to look at Gemara and Masechus Nazir. What? <laughs> he could go mostly, be mostly from his friend. He should go to his friend's house. Andrew is inviting all Nazir. Um, God willing, we'll make it to Nazir Daf Gimel. We'll get into all that. Okay. But Dalakosis is a bigger issue. Because Dalakosis, you can't go to your friend's house. That's a chiv on each individual. We're going to learn that tomorrow. So you eat bread for Dalakosis. Andrew is so confused. We're going to go over it tomorrow. You better, you better not miss tomorrow, Andrew. And you don't have to tell Andrew twice. Okay. Tanur Abonon. Ein mekachin ela al hayayin. Ve'ein mevarchin ela al hayayin. So see, this is a b'risa. So we just learned Ravuna was mekadish on shikha. So what was, he, what was that? Shabbos day? What's going on? We have a b'risa that says you can't make kiddush. You can only make kiddush on yayin. And ve'ein mevarchin ela al hayayin is, however, a strange comment. What does it mean? You only, what does it mean? You only make a brichas on and aliyah? That's not true. You make a brichas on everything. That's the question of the Mara. The Mara asks. But even more of a chiddush, on water, if you're thirsty, you make shahako. Of course you make. What does this mean? You make, you make brichas on everything. So the Mara answers. The brichas on mazon, kos shal bracha. It wouldn't make sense for that kos shal bracha to be anything but wine. And you see, you don't, people don't use beer for that one. Okay, another brichas. Don't worry about it. al hashechar. Okay, you don't make kiddush over the date beer. Mishum Rabbi Elazar by Rabbi Shimon Amru Mekadshin. Ah, but there are, so we see. There's machloksin about this. Okay, Mat Emis Yain Kol And furthermore, another halacha that for for Te'ima, right? We said Hakodesh Mekadesh Sarach Shiyitom. Right? We just had this in the last couple of days. The idea that once you make kiddush, you have to at least taste it. Uh huh. So that's one sheet. That's one day. And Rabbi Yosef Yehuda Mer Lugma. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says that you have to have a cheekful. How much is a cheekful? Oh, well, that that is a cheekful of of uh, of uh, literature on this. Tosfos himself over here, in Tom Lugma, to goes to the Gemara and Yuma. He says, well, why are we using the shear of cheekful? We're used to the shear of Ravius. That meant, right? The Ravius is usually the liquid Kazayas, right? So what's this cheekful? So he says, uh, it makes it, in, in essence, more subjective. If you have small cheeks, it's going to be less than Ravius. If you're Og Melacha Bashan, as Tosfos says, then maybe it's going to be more. Okay. The idea of Malol Lugma is a fascinating idea over here. Okay. So the question of Malol Lugma, does it mean one side of the mouth? Does it mean both sides mm-hmm. of the mouth? Um, so generally, it's assumed it fills one cheek and it's less than Ravius. But just know that Tosfos points out there's some subjectivity to the Malal Lugma issue, and here we have the introduction of that idea. Okay. So now, Amar Vuna Amar Rav, V'chein Tani Rav Gidol Demin Neresh, Rav Gidol was from Neresh, and he says, HaMekadish Atam Malal Lugma Yatza, that again, so according to that Shita, the Te'ima, just right, the Kolshehu, the Mashahu, which is any minimal amount, uh, just wetting your lips with it is certainly not enough, you have to have Malal Lugma, and then you're Yatzei Kiddush, Vim Lav Lo Yatza. And as if that's not explicit enough, he says, if you don't have this, Okay, to which the valedictorian of Mesachas Psachim finally chimes in. I also have this in my arsenal of prices, and I learned it like this. Yeah, but when I learned that particular halacha, I should tell you that I don't know whether it's Gidel Bar Menashe or Gidel Bar Menyumi. Remember, the, the, uh, we said that Gidel was from Neresh, but we don't know which Gidel was from Neresh. El Gidel Stama. Uh, for me, I just know it is of Giddle. I don't know which one, which Giddle this, this was. Okay, a, a question about which Giddle. When I was growing up, uh, when I was in YU, there was David Schwartz, two brilliant David Schwartzes. One, uh, one from West Orange, New Jersey, and the other was also from West Orange, New Jersey. So there was two. So West Orange was the, was the, uh, nourish of its time. We have these two brilliant guys, and they're both David Schwartz. Um, but anyway, now one of them lives in Beit Shemesh, so it's all good. One of them went to Yale Law School. It's a whole thing. Point is, why do we care? Says the Gemara, Lamai Nafkamina. Why do we care if it was Giddle Barman Yumi and Gidl, or, or Giddle Barman Asher? So we say, Lemirma Didei Adidei. Yeah, because if we hear a statement from one of them, and it turns out that he's, we'll know whether he's contradicting himself or not. Okay, based on whether it was one or the other. Fine. That was Inyan number one. Now, Inyan number two, two, the second line up from the bottom, two dots. Samach Lemincha. So remember, the, the Mishnah has said that you should not eat Samach Lemincha. So Yibailu, they asked. Right, remember, that was like the initial idea of our Rebbe So now we finally ask, Samach Lemincha Gedolatnan? Right, we were. I was evasive about that issue when we first pointed out the Mishnah because this was a discussion in the Gemara over here. 
The question is, what's the question? First of all, what's Mincha Gedala, what's Mincha Katana? So one way, easy way to remember is that the day, let's say, let's take a regular, um, not a regular day, but a perfectly balanced day that starts at 6 a.m. and finishes at 6 p.m. So basically, Mincha Gedala, one way to remember it would be, well, cut the day exactly in half at noon. And then all you do is shift it over a half hour. So cut the day exactly at half at noon. So then that's whole second half of the day, we'll call that Mincha Gedola. That's when you start shechting the Tamit Shabbat Arban. From 12, but we'll call 12.30, is when you start shechting the Tamit Shabbat Arban. And then you stop shechting it, right, when at the advent of Mincha Katana. So to figure out when Mincha Katana is, you take the whole second half of the day, which would be from noon to six, split it right in half, it'll make it 3 p.m., and then shift it over a half hour again, and then you get your 3.30, that's your Mincha Katana. So the question is, when do you have to stop eating? By noon, or by, by 12.30, or by 3.30? That's the question of the Gemara. Because all it says is Samach Lemincha. Doesn't say what you want. So the Gemara says like this. Samach Lemincha Gedolat Nan Umishim Pesach Dilma Asi Lemimshach. Don't forget. Our mission is talking about Arve Pesachim. It's true that, right, that, that we continue to say maybe this is an extension of the idea that applies to Arve Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, and all Erev Yantav as well. But if you keep it pure and say that it's talking about Erev Pesach, well, Erev Pesach, you have an additional responsibility of bringing the Korban Pesach. So that would indicate that maybe we are talking about Mincha Gedola, and therefore we have to really get our act together early by noon and stop eating. Why? Maybe we're going to end up getting right, carried away by our Suda. And then if we do that, right, we're going to miss out on bringing the carbon Pesach Bizman. So that's the side to say that when it says Samach Mincha means Mincha Gedola. As we turn to Kuzayin Ovi Beis, it says, what will happen if you get carried away in your meal? Your preoccupation with your meal, with your noshing, is going to, um, is going to uh, cause you to Right, be delinquent and make bringing the carbon pesach. Oh, Dilma, maybe some of Maybe the mission means that no, you could eat all the way up till three thirty. Umishum matzah. The reason is not because of the carbon pesach. The reason is because you want to be able to eat matzah that evening. And Dilma also the michel matzah achila gasa. And the idea is, well, this is an interesting way of saying it. That the idea is you're supposed to have the appetite for the matzah, just like you have to have it for everything else, right? And this is in this case it would presumably, to some extent at least, apply to Erev Shabbos and other Erev Yantiv, that when you have Mishum Matzah, right, you want to have appetite. Now, Matzah, you need to have more of an appetite uh, because it's like a mitzvah to Raisa. Now, why is having an appetite important? Maybe you could just eat it without an appetite. So that's why it says, if you're already so full that you no longer have an appetite, so then it says, that would be a problem, right? Because we have an idea that Achila Gasa is not considered Achila, right? Um, so there's different gradations of Achila Gasa, but it's certainly not an ideal Achila. If it's so, if you're so incredibly stuffed, you can't eat a thing, and you're literally just like, you know, Kobayashi, you know, competitively shoving the stuff into, down your throat, oh, Joey Chestnut, I don't know who your rooting interest is. So then that's already not eating, right? Competitive eating, that's not eating, right? Nobody does that for, for uh, eating. But, um, but uh, if you, right, so that's not Achila. So that would be obviously very problematic because you have, what, a mitzvah d'araisa of Achila's matzah. So Simon Wolf points out, you also have a mitzvah d'araisa of Achila's korban pesach. Why isn't bringing that out? So he holds, this is like a lighter kind of, this is not, we're not talking about you're going to sit and really stuff yourself on air of pesach, but it's not, it's not going to be lete avon. You're not going to be, um, you know, really sh- uh, savoring the matzah, which you should. And the fact of the matter is, it's easier to eat the shawarma you know, even when you're not that hungry, it's still more delicious. Matzah, it's dry, you're eating it by itself, and therefore it's a little bit harder, and therefore you have that issue. And that's why he also points out, maybe that's also why we don't have the same thing on sukkah. You have a mitzvah on sukkah also, of eating kazais in the sukkah. So why don't we have this on sukkah, the same way as we have it on Pesach? So he says, sukkah, you can have it with dips, right? The matzah you eat on its own. And that's really the hardest. You need to have an appetite to take down these dry matzah, right, on its own. And therefore, that is the reason why we would stop at, at uh, Mincha Ketana. Okay, good. So now the Gemara says, Amaravina Tashma. We're going to try to bring a proof, right, of whether our mission meant Minchagadol and Minchagatana. So it says, Ebrisa, Afila, Agrippus, Amelch, Shuragel, Lechel, Batesha, Shos. Agrippus was a Jew, but not like the most yeshivish Jew, uh, Jewish king we've ever had. And he used to wake up in, late in the afternoon every day. So his breakfast was like 2, 3 in the afternoon. So it says, even though he ate breakfast, usually his first meal was like around 2, 3 p.m. So even he, also, Hayom, Lo Yochal, Ad Shetechshach. 
On that day, he should not eat until it becomes dark, which means that by the time he woke up, it's too late for breakfast. That's the point. He, so he can no, he's lost his chance to eat. Now, for some reason, Ravina thinks that that's a proof to that it's Mincha Ketana, not Mincha Gedola. Why is that? So Gemara is explained. If you think that it's Samach Mincha Ketana, which means that uh, 3.30, that, it makes actual sense, right? It makes sense to bring the Chiddush that it also applies to Grippus. Right? So in other words, it's an interesting formulation. In other words, when the Bryce has said that it's a Chiddush, so there has to be some element of Chiddush. So the element of Chiddush is that Agrippus usually woke up shortly before Mincha Ketana. So what we're telling Agrippus is, don't start eating because you're going to end up eating past Mincha Ketana. That's the Chiddush, right? But if it was Mincha Gedola, then we're not telling a Chiddush. We're saying, hey, Agrippus, you woke up two hours after Mincha Gedola. Of course, there's no Chiddush in that. Of course, you can't eat. Okay. That's an unusual. I would have thought the, whatever. I didn't. I didn't realize it until the Gemara spelled it out. So it's a good thing the Gemara spelled it out. Okay. So El Samach Mincha Ketana. So from Agrippus, it sounds like he's talking about that our mission is referring to Mincha Ketana based on that brisa that says the Chiddush by Agrippus. So it says Sof Sof. At the end of the day, we still have the same Shaila. My Rebusa by Agrippus. Is it really still a Chiddush by Agrippus? Hamachilah is Mani Sura, right? In other words, it's it's still Asman Iser before his meal is finished. In other words, yes, I guess you could say the Chiddush is that he can't start. But the point is, the reason why he can't start is because he'll for sure run into this man where it's no longer Asr. And that's why we're telling him that he can't start. So it's not really such a Chiddush, right? Because we're just basically, all we're doing is we're setting a time where he can't eat past. And therefore, of course, the Grippus can't eat. Whether it's Mincha Gedola or Mincha Ketana. Uh-huh. So, Bryce ends up saying, No, it's still Kedai to have this Bryce. Because you might have thought, right? You might have thought that what? That if we, let's say, woke up at 9 or 10 a.m., so we, we would consider that oversleeping by like eight hours. I mean, we would. But let's say a regular person who goes to a normal minion and goes to a normal time dafyomi. So even he, right, we would say that you could eat breakfast. You can't say you won't, you're not allowed to eat breakfast. And so you would think, uh, but besides that, certainly you could eat breakfast because we're saying that what? That's not going to detract, right, from your ability to eat the Korpesach later. That's an early meal. So you might have thought, that Agrippus, since that's like breakfast for him, that that's like Arbashos Dundami, which is to say that Agrippus's two, three in the afternoon meal is his breakfast, and therefore it's like our 9, 10 a.m. meal. Okay? So that's why we have to say, Kamash Milan, no. That, like, we're very serious about this. That if you wake up late, we're not going to give you breakfast. Right? If you wake up late, you missed it. Just like in Grossinger's, right? If you missed it, you missed it. That's why, right, as Rabbi Orlovsky always used to laugh, he was like the army. His father would bang on the door and say, come on, breakfast, breakfast. What about dad? We're on vacation. We don't want to get up for breakfast. But it's paid for, right? You paid for breakfast and they're going to stop serving it. So, yeah, so even though you miss, so, so that's the point. Even though Agrippa slept through it, we're not going to give him breakfast. Fine. Then Gemara says, Amar Ravi Asi, Aval Matbil Targima. Okay. So we say, even though you can't eat, right, most things, that means you can't start a meal. But you could start eating, what, mine targima. Is that really what they call the air pesach food? <laughs> right? Like the styrofoam, onion rings, and all the disgusting things that you really can't. Uh, kids are always crying, there's nothing to eat. But really, mine targima, you could eat dips, uh, meat, vegetables, things like that. Okay. So, right, so Rabbi Yitzchak, as, as we discussed, Rabbi Yitzchak might build a yarki. Rabbi Yitzchak would dip and eat veggies, etc. So you can eat these things. Now, these things, uh, not only can you eat them because it's not a satiating meal, but some would argue, as the Gemara is about to describe now, that that's actually like an appetizer to the extent that it, so to speak, opens up the mayim, right? It's, it's an appetizer in the literal sense that it increases appetite. Right? That's where the word appetizer comes from. You know that, Andrew? Yeah. So, Tanya Nami we have that in the Brisa. Hashamish matbil the He dips what? Kishkis. And gives it to guests. And we're not, I'm not going to start giving you a pasuk that says, thou shalt eat, right? Appetizers for spice is not in it, but. It's a zechad number because why? Shenemar niru lachem near the al tizru el kotzim. Well, that's that's quite a stretch. You're yo talking about you could break, you could plow and break open ground 
to make the ground more, um, more right, uh, eligible to receive the seeds, more amenable to the seeds. So that's what we're doing when you're eating an appetizer. It's like we're a little bit not hungry, and because we're untilled earth, uh, once you start plowing the earth and now it's all fresh earth, now we're ready to eat for real. Just like now you're ready to sow. So the says, The entire Arab Pesach, Rava would drink wine. So this is already something that we don't have in La Halacha, right? It was assumed that wine is, is Moshech, right? That wine increases appetite. But to drink wine all Arab Pesach seems, seems uh, excessive, okay? But be that as it may, the Gemara says, Rabbi did this He did it in order to whet his appetite, okay? The nechol matzah tfei ursa. In order to eat matzah, right, with great fervor. So Amar Rava, How did he know the wine whets the appetite? So you could say, because last year I drank and my appetite was through the roof. But no, he learns it from the Mishnah. That none, like we learn in the Mishnah, right, and we're going to be learning it in about 10 days as we turn to Kofchesim and Aleph, right? Bain hakosos halalu. What's going on here? So we're, now we're getting to the Pesach Seder, everyone. We're going to transition. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Heseba and Balakosos, but here, here it comes. That the idea that between, what, the, between the first and the second, or the second and third cup we're going to see of the Dalakosos, Imrata Lishtos Yishte. If you want, you can drink. But Ben Shlishi Lervi Lo Yishte, the famous Halacha, and this is in fact Halacha, you can't drink between the third and the fourth cup of wine. Be Amos Misa Saib. Now, wait a minute. If you're going to say that wine, in fact, satiates your appetite, then Amai Yishte. And why are we going to let you drink between the first and the second and the second and the third cups of wine? After all, each of those dalakosas you want to be able to drink, right, with an appetite for the drinking must be, and also not only that, but then you're going to be eating matzah and it's going to, right, because if you're going to drink all this wine before Shulchan Aruch and we let you in fact drink, so then by the time you get to the matzah, you're not going to be hungry for the matzah anymore. And as we just said, and in fact the topic of our Mishnah, as we begin, is teaching us that we want to go into the matzah with great fervor and appetite. So obviously the fact that you could drink between the first and the second, uh, right, the, the, the fact that you can't drink between the third and the fourth notwithstanding, right, that's already post-meal, right? That's already after the, the, the Shulchan Aruch. But the fact that you can drink there, that's, that's a different issue which we'll discuss. But the fact that you can drink between the first and the second, the second and the third, must mean, that must mean that in fact, drinking gives you an appetite and therefore that's why Rabbi says, drink an appetite. However, the idea was, Rav Sheshus went in the other direction. Rav Sheshus says the Gemara, So, whereas Rava was drinking all day, Rav Sheshus was fasting all day in Erev Pesach. By the way, the fast of the Bechoros is a new invention. This year, it's a whole situation, calendrical coincidence. Right? This year, it's a whole Shaila, because Erev Pesach is Shabbos. I don't think, uh, would Rav Sheshit have fasted had it been Shabbos? That, that, that's, that, you know, for, for the sake of having the appetite in Kar Pesach, that, that, that's quite the Shaila. Now, this year, we can't fast. We assume, halakhali, that we do not fast on Erev Pesach, the Shechal Shabbos. So, what are we going to do? Fast on Friday? Well, you can't fast on Friday. Most people don't fast on Friday either. So, uh, so when's the time, when's the Siyam Bechoros going to be? So, those who hold that you, in fact, need a Siyam Bechoros, which, like I said, is a newfangled invention to, to get out, so to speak, of the fast by making a Siyam, uh, later invention, I should say, those who do so will be doing so on Thursday morning. Calendrical coincidence, but be that as it may, we're going to uh, com- we're going to con- um, continue with Rafaishas tomorrow. And those of you who are here for the minion are probably going to have a really hard time not showing up tomorrow at five thirty-five to the Jacob Shari Zion because you know that tomorrow we're talking about Haseba and the mitzvah Bezrat Hashem of Dalakosos. <laughs> <laughs>